Welcome everyone to First Baptist Church of Shakota's audio sermon. My name is Jeff Holt. I'm the student pastor here. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to us today. And I do apologize for the lateness of getting this sermon uploaded. Had a wonderful opportunity to go to our state's annual meeting this past Monday and Tuesday. To be a part of this convention and to say that I'm truly excited about the direction that our state is moving is an understatement. Oklahoma Baptist and the churches of our wonderful state is moving in a good direction under the new leadership of the past two years of Hans Dillbeck. We are moving in a great direction and I'm thoroughly impressed by his leadership and what he is doing for our state. We will see great things to come over the next 5, 10, maybe even 20 years under his leadership. So thank you for giving me the grace to be able to upload the sermon today instead of this past Monday. I truly hope you enjoy this, this sermon that Pastor Steve gave. This past Sunday night, however, was a group of amazing people came together and packed shoeboxes for Operation Christmas Child. This is a wonderful ministry that we take seriously all year long, and we were able to pack up 325 boxes full of amazing toys, school supplies, clothes, and much more. Thank you to all who came and was a part of this amazing night. And with this Sunday, we'll be showing a video of what is to come and what this event looked like this past Sunday. You will also get to see all the boxes that were filled up. We'd love for you to join us this Sunday morning at 9.45 for our Sunday school time and 10.55 for our worship time. This past Sunday, Pastor Steve gave an amazing sermon on time, how to move forward, and when to move quickly, when to move slowly. Pastor Steve gave several pieces of scripture throughout the sermon, and so make sure you take them all down as you write down some notes. Let me tell you, there is a plethora of patriotism in this room. Amen? I am happy to be an American. I am happy to... Uh, I'm proud of the patriotism that I have for my country, and uh, I'm thankful that, uh, uh, you know, uh, the best we can tell by history, that uh, the, the hearts of the men and, and, and women who came along to help found this country uh, were, uh, had God in mind. Uh, and I'm not saying every founder was a believer or a Christian, but I'm saying they had God in mind, and I, I I hope it's true, but I'm thankful for the blessing of God in this country, and uh, I'm just glad that uh, uh, we have the freedoms that we have. Amen? Well, we've been talking about how to live as a Christian, how to live in an age of rage. Uh, what do we do? Timing sometimes in the life of a believer. Timing. Timing is critical. I remember uh, when Mike Tyson was, I was, a, I believe I was in college, and, and we were going to watch this fight. Mike Tyson back in the day was just unbeatable, it seemed like. And uh, he was fighting James Quicktillis. And uh, we were excited. I mean, had guys coming over. We're going to watch this fight together. And, you know, we had food as college kids. That didn't happen a lot if it was top ramen noodle, maybe. But, I mean, we actually had food in the kitchen, like, you know, sandwiches and things. You could make a sandwich, and we were excited. Had friends over. The room's full of people. We're going to watch this incredible fight. Hopefully go, you know, 12 rounds. And Mike Tyson and James Quick tell us, you know, they just had bad blood, didn't get along. Right before the fight begins, I'm like, man, I'm hungry. And that happened a lot in college, still happens today, you can tell. But I thought, I'm going to go to the kitchen, I'm going to make me a sandwich. And so I went into the kitchen, I'm making the sandwich, the fight, you could hear the bell ring. By the time I got my mustard on the bread, it was over. <laughs> Mike Tyson had knocked him out in, in about 58 seconds of the first round. And I'm walking out with this sandwich, I mean, Dagwood would have been proud of the sandwich. I'm walking out with this, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to eat it, and I'm like, what? Now, this wasn't back in the day when you had DVR and, and you couldn't rewind it. It's like, no, I missed it. Timing was bad. My timing was horrible. All of a sudden, what I thought was going to be a great night was like, it's over. It's done. So I sit and 
ate a sandwich and listened to the commentary of a fight that lasted 58 seconds. As a Christian, our timing is critical. Sometimes we have decisions. Now, can you imagine? I mean, can, can you uh, for a moment just stop and think, guys, we are in November. This year is almost over. This year went by extremely fast to me. It's amazing how quickly this year has passed by. There's not much of it left. And so decisions that need to be made from now to the end of this year into 2020, does that sound strange, 2020? The decisions we make, listen, timing of the decisions we make are critical sometimes. So let's talk about timing today. Miss Megan read a verse of scripture to us. I want to reread it to you. And it says, for there is a time and a way for everything. Although man's trouble lies heavy on him. There is a time. There is a time for everything. Ecclesiastics says, you know, there's a right time, right way to do everything. But we know so little. That is so true, isn't it? Wouldn't you love to know what you know now about the decisions you made last year? Hindsight is twenty twenty. Amen? Wouldn't you love to go back and go, boy, I would, I would do that differently. Well, we can't. Sometimes the, the only thing we have when we're making a decision is you take the, the information you have at the time and you make the best decision you can, and you're trusting that you're hearing from God You're trusting that God, the Holy Spirit, is guiding you in your decision-making. The trouble is sometimes we think we're hearing from God, but yet we're so wayward from God. Sometimes we as believers are so far from God, and yet we use God almost as a crutch saying, well, God told me to do this. Did God really tell you to do that? Because, listen, if you're living in sin, if you have a private sin, if you've got something in your heart that you're just, you're not, if you've got unconfessed sin in your life, if you've got anger or if you have differences with your brother and you haven't made it right or you haven't tried to make it right listen if you hadn't taken those steps if you got stuff in your life if you got this secret life outside of this moment now i'm not so sure god's going to be blessing you and helping you in all the decisions you're making because sometimes we're going to make decisions based on what we want and what we want sometimes is we claim that to be god's will well i want this doesn't god want me to be happy in life well where did it ever say god wanted you to be happy you know, what God promises, we're going to have hardships and trouble in this lifetime. He did. But he also did promise that when the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, we have what? Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and self-control. We have the fruits of the Spirit living inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, helping us to make decisions. So what do we do? This year is almost over. How should we finish? When should we move fast in making a decision? As believers, when should we move fast? Well, you should move fast when God tells me to do something. When you know for sure that God is telling you to do something, and listen, you have a listener guide on the back of your bulletin. You can fill in these blanks and take them home because if you don't write it down, you'll forget it in about 10 minutes after you walk out here. If you write it down, you'll have it for the rest of the week. So on the back of your bulletin is a listener guide. Fill them in if you want. Listen, when God tells you to do something, we should do it fast. Look what Matthew 1, 17 and 18 says. Jesus said to them, come follow me. So Simon and Andrew immediately left their nets and followed him. We as parents know, don't we? Don't we as parents know that delayed obedience in a child is what? Disobedience. When we ask our children to do something and they're like, hey, I'll get it later, Dad. I'll do it tomorrow afternoon. I'll do it later today. They usually forget, for one, because I did when I was a child, right? But listen, delayed obedience is disobedience. And when God tells us to do something and we delay, that's really disobedience. Without delay, I hurry to obey your commandments, Psalms 119.60. Without delay, when you know that God is wanting you to do something, do it. That's a decision that you can move very quickly on. When you know God wants you to do, when you know 
Scripture says, if you have odd against your brother, forgive them, try and make it right, do it immediately. Don't delay. Don't go, well, you know, next Thursday would be a better day. I'll have an hour window next Friday. Hey, we may be at the same meeting, and I can do it there. I can kind of pull them aside. We can do it. No, immediately go to your brother without delay. When do I move fast in making a decision? When I need to ask for forgiveness. Here we go. Listen, Matthew 5 tells us, if you're giving an offering at worship and you suddenly remember someone has something against you, leave your offering, go immediately to that person, and be reconciled. Then you can come back and worship and offer your gift. Many of you, listen, I'm not trying to offend you, but many of you shouldn't be here. You should be out trying to ask someone to forgive you. Sometimes we offend them without even knowing we offended them. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Sometimes we upset people who don't even know it. But trust me, most of us know when we've done something wrong and we need to ask someone to forgive us and we delay, that's disobedience. What the Bible says in Matthew is if you're giving an offering and suddenly you remember, go immediately to that person. Well, many of us are sitting here in disobedience, so let's go on. When I feel tempted. Here's a decision that you need to move fast on when you feel tempted tempted. 1 Timothy 6.11, run away from all evil things. Many of us run to evil things. Many of us let evil things come across our TV screen. Many of us let evil things come out of our mouth. We see evil things. We do evil things. Instead of running from it, we run to it. What else? Run from worshiping idols. You go, well, I don't have a big Buddha in my house. No, but you put a lot of things in front of God. We put a lot of things in front of God. When should I move fast? When I run from sexual sins. Things you see on the computer, things you think about. First thing you wake up, what what comes across, what are you thinking of? When you think no one knows, no one's looking. When you're out of town on a business trip and your spouse is at home, no one will know. You remember, I told you a story years ago, but it was a... It was a professional businessman, and he flew down to Dallas. And this is a true story because he told it at a conference one time. He flew down to Dallas. He said, I was, I, I was a Sunday school teacher in my church. Uh, I had, I mean, I had just this model type of family. He said, I don't know what came over me, but I went down to Dallas. We we're, were having a business trip. He said, me and my friends went to a restaurant, and we're eating. And within that restaurant, there was a bar and people at the bar and and uh, he said, as we're talking, I needed to go uh, to the little boy's room. And as I'm going to the little boy's room, this lady came up and approached me. And we just started talking. And everything was just kind of funny and ha-ha. And next thing I know, I'm sitting at a table and we're having a drink together. He said, I didn't drink much. I, I did, but it wasn't like I drank all the time. He said, I hear I'm sitting here having a drink with her. And he said, next thing I know, I woke up the next morning with someone lying next to me. He said, I can't explain it. I don't know what happened. He said, I was, I was shocked, I, was, I felt dirty, I was disgusted, I felt sick. I have just done the, the, the worst vile thing I could do to my wife with someone I didn't even know. He said, she got up, she got ready, left. I, he said, I kind of stayed, I was embarrassed, I stayed in bed, I didn't want her even to see who I was. He said, after she left, he said, I got to get up. I, he wanted to get out of the room, he just felt disgusted. He ran into the bathroom, and on the mirror of the bathroom was written in red lipstick, Welcome to the World of AIDS. 
run, run from sexual sin. Number four, when should I move fast? When I've made a promise to God. You ever promise God something? You ever say, God, if you do this, I, I promise you, God, I'll do this. God, I'll be different. I'll make a change. Listen, Ecclesiastes 5.4 says, when you make a promise to God, keep it as quickly as possible. He isn't happy with foolish people. Do what you promise to do. When you make a promise to God, keep it. Better yet, try not to make a promise with God because we usually break it. Amen? Amen. Oh, amen for all of us. Usually we break it. But if you make a promise to God, the Bible says keep it. When should we move fast? When I have the opportunity to do good. When you and I have the opportunity to do good, when we have the opportunity to fill the world with more love, we should do it. Look what Proverbs 3.27 says, Do not withhold good from those who deserve it while it is in your power to act. We should do good. For the rest of this year into 2020, we should move fast on these things. 2020, we should move fast when, it, when God tells us to do something, when I need to ask others for forgiveness, when I feel tempted, when I've made a promise to God, when I have the opportunity to do good. Look at John 9, 4. All of us must quickly carry out the tasks that have been assigned to us by the Father who sent me, because there is little time left before the night falls, and all work comes to an end. Do you really get the, the, the concept that God has a plan, specific plan for your life? God didn't just put us here to, to show up on Sunday, sit in the pew, have a good fill for an hour, and leave. That's not God's plan for your life. He has a plan for your life. You're going to encounter people. As we were out in California this week, and let me give you some great news. Many of you already knew it. We passed the second phase of this trial. We have a third appointment, which is December 4th. We have to fly back out to California, but we're past hurdle number two. We're running towards hurdle number three. Just pray that we get over that one and number four. But we're thankful that we are going back for uh, another appointment in this trial. But while we're out there, we met a, we walked in, we're going to the airport, and we're like, you know, well, you want to get there a couple of hours early, and as we're, we're traveling, uh, we, we hadn't eaten really that morning. We, we kind of slept in a little bit. We didn't eat the hotel breakfast, which was good, but we just didn't get out of bed in time. And so there was a McDonald's, and we saw something that McDonald's got a, a rating of a C, not an F, like many other restaurants that we eat at. So we felt, hey, it's a C. We'll, we'll, well, let's pull in there and just have a burger and some fries. Haven't had them in about a year, so let's have one. And as we walk in, we met this little lady named Henrietta. Met us at the door. I'm pushing the wheelchair. And she, I mean, runs out, opens the door, greets us. She, she works at McDonald's. She greets us. We walk in. She's like, how can I help you guys? We're like, well, we're just going to have some lunch. And she's like, you need anything, let me know. We order our food. We get our cups. I have Deb in a uh, wheelchair in this hand, and Deb's holding some cups. And Henrietta comes over, and she grabs the cup and says, what would you like to drink? And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't even get this treatment in Oklahoma. And Oklahoma are some of the kindest people I've ever met. Some of the kindest people we've met in the last year have been from California, folks. Kind, loving people that want to serve and help. Miss Sue, it's a great state. I don't like the 405 again or the I-5, but I mean, that's, that's highways out there. But I mean, 
Great people. Miss Henrietta walked us over, seated us at the table, said, what do you want? Do you need some salt, some pepper? She went and got it. Our food came. They delivered it to our table. You know, it's just we were so well taken care of. Henrietta comes over later and says, would you like some refills? Is there anything I can do for you? She said, leave your tray right here on the table. I'll take care of it for you. Don't worry about it. I got this. And so we're just striking up conversation with Henrietta, and we found out that Henrietta is a believer. And now she, she's so excited because she got a new Bible that she can understand. I think it was the message. And she's like, I love to read it because it's now not on my night table. I now have it on my kitchen table too. So she says, I'm reading it in the morning, and we're just sitting there talking about Jesus at McDonald's in California and Orange County. And all Henrietta is doing is she, she works in McDonald's. I'm sure they pay her by the hour. She's an older lady, probably in her 70s, maybe 80s. I don't know. But, I mean, she's an older lady. And all she knows to do is just be kind to people, love people, and share Jesus when she gets an opportunity to. Be quickly. Carry out the task. She has a task. God has given her a task. God has given you a task. Very quickly. Let's move on. When God offers me salvation, move quickly. Do not delay. Remember in the book of John, the blind beggar sitting by the temple, and he's begging and he's begging, and Jesus stopped. I'm going to do a study on the times that Jesus stopped in Scripture. Times he was interrupted. See, sometimes a divine appointment feels like an interruption to us because we have an appointment, we have an agenda, we have some place to be, but we consider it as an interruption. Jesus considered it as a divine appointment. There are divine appointments in your life when God interrupts your day to love on someone else, to be kind to somebody else. may not be on your calendar, but it's on God's calendar, and God says, move quickly. Listen, when God offers you salvation, just like the blind beggar sitting at the gate, listen, that's the last time Jesus was moving through Jericho because he was headed to the cross. The blind beggar may have never had another, another opportunity. When God offers you salvation, move quickly. God is ready to help you right now. Today is the day of salvation for you. When you understand that you need forgiveness of your sin, you were born into this world as a sinner, the nature of sins living inside of you, you need forgiveness of that, and only Jesus can forgive you because he's the one that went to the cross, died on the cross, shed his blood for you. When the prompting of the Holy Spirit is drawing you to him, move immediately. Amen. Immediately. Could be your last opportunity. When should I move slowly? Very quickly, very quickly. I, I'm watching the clock, too. I try to end as close to the 12 as possible because we have kids back here and workers back here, and, 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 and delaying that just really, I, and I understand, but very quickly. Moving quickly, but when should I move slowly on a decision? Proverbs 14, 29 says this, it's smart to be patient. Okay? Smart to be patient. When should I move slowly? When I don't have all the facts. Don't you love people who just spout information they don't have all the facts? And you may have more facts than they do, but you're like, I'm, I'm going to be polite and not interject here. You know, they've already made up a decision. They already know that this person is guilty or they already know that this is what needs to happen. They don't have all the facts. Don't you love that? Listen, the Bible says be very careful. Move slowly. When you don't have all the facts, when you need to make a decision and you don't have all the facts, move slowly. Zeal without knowledge is not good. A person who moves too quickly may go the wrong way. 
When you make a decision, a quick decision, a rash decision, when you make that, be careful because you could be going in the wrong direction. Move slowly when you don't have all the facts. To decide before knowing the facts is shameful and stupid. That's God's word, not my word. Stupid, Proverbs 18, 13. To decide before knowing all the facts is not smart. When should I move slow? When I'm hurt and angry. You ever make a decision when you're mad? Yeah. Because a lot of marriages have separated because of that. A lot of partners in business have separated because of that. A lot of churches have split because of that. Everyone should be quick to listen. That's why God gave us two ears. Slow to anger, slow to speak. He gave you one mouth and two ears. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. James 1.19 Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick-tempered makes foolish mistakes. Do you want to stop making foolish mistakes? Then be slow to anger. Be patient, caring. When should, I make a, when should I be slow in making a decision? When making a major decision. When you need to make a major decision, guys, it's good to go slow with that. It's good to spend much time in prayer with that. If you're getting married, if you're changing jobs, if whatever it is, a huge decision, it's good to move slow. Wicked people bluff their way through life, but God's people think before they take a step. Proverbs 21, 29, God's people think before they take a step. When should I move slow? Listen, ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Think about it before you make a rash decision. Sensible people will see trouble coming and avoid it, but unthinking person will walk right into it and regret it later. This year is almost over. This year is flying by. A lot of decisions are going to need to be made. But last, when to go slow, when waiting for a seed to grow that you planted. When you plant a seed in someone's life, sometimes it could be a child, it could be a, a family member, whatever it is, and we get anxious. We're like, hey, do you know, hey, how, you know, we're like, yeah, slow down. Let that seed germinate. Let the Holy Spirit work in that other person's life. When you ask for forgiveness and they say, I'm not ready yet, and you're like, but you should be because I am. They're like, no, they're not where God has them yet, where God wants them yet. Be slow. Be thoughtful. See, these attributes, if we put them in our life, guys, it'll change your family. It'll change your workplace. It'll change your city. It'll change a country. If only we as Christians would apply these things to our life. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 5, and I kind of paraphrased it. That's why there's a lot of dots in it. But listen, there is a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven, a time to plant, a time to harvest, a time to scatter, and a time to gather. There's a time. And timing in a Christian's life is critical. Keep on sowing your seed, for you never know which one will grow. Perhaps all of them will. Just don't rush. Just trust God. 
Thank you again for listening to today's message. Join us again next week as Pastor Steve will deliver another message from God. For more information and previous sermons, please check out our website at shakotafbc.com or you can download our church app today at churchapp-tithely. 